Ari Rosenbaum here with another fun-filled episode of that 4K podcast. This week's topic, we're going to talk about retirement plan business, being a relationship-driven business, something I really, really believe. Um, and of course, first things first, go to that 4 site.com for further information on all our live events, including that 4K uh, conference in Las Vegas on Friday, uh, January 21, 2022. That 401k National Virtual Conference on the 27th and 28th of January, 2022. Uh, as well as Miami, Friday, uh, June 24th, 2022. Uh, we're still uh, in the midst of plotting out um, our schedule for 2022. Um, have to finalize the date for Charlotte, which I think is going to be October 14th. Um, Phoenix, I believe, will be late April. Um, and you know, probably Seattle in September and, uh, we'll see how else we'll, uh, come to some dates. Um, you know, it's, it's always interesting seeing where the schedule lies and, and whatnot, but, um, let's, and, and like I said, uh, go to that formercasesite.com for further information on how you can sign up for these events. Um, number one, um, getting back to the main task. I have been in this business for 23 years now, and thankfully the last 11 working on my own. Uh, it's been very uh, rewarding, but for the first nine and a half, ten years of my career, I worked for two third-party administration firms, and I had the pleasure of working with a man by the name of Rich Larita. And I think if you read any of my works, you know that Rich Larita was probably the you know, I still think he was the greatest TPA salesperson I ever knew. And, of course, the joke about Rich was uh, I would joke that he couldn't spell 401k. But he understood the nature of human beings, understood the nation, nature of networking and building relationships. That to this day, 14 years, and, and March will be 15 years since he passed on, uh, people still remember him. People still talk highly of him. Um, when I saw Goose Gossage at that 4K National Conference back in Orlando, right before the pandemic broke, uh, uh, I talked to Goose Gossage about Rich, who Goose met a couple times, and, and he remembered Rich. Um, and you know, he Rich was like I said, he understood the retirement plan business. He understood that it was relationship driven. And really, it's it's an important life lesson to learn. And, you know, number one, it, it's really, despite, you know, being a national scope, you know, we have, you know, still not just continental United States, we, you know, have Alaska, Hawaii, we even Puerto Rico. And despite the size of it, it's a very close-knit business. It's a very small world, after all. Uh, you know, I'll go to the 401k conference, and I'll meet advisors and plant providers and um, and they will talk how, you know, how they get all the newsletters and read all the articles and disseminate all that kind of stuff of stuff that I've written, uh, in my downstairs at home. And, you know, it, it still gets a draw. doesn't get me invited to all these big national events, but, uh, neither here nor there. Um, you know, it, it's just understanding how small the business is and how people know each other. And it's it just, it's just fascinating. Um, I, you know, I did a podcast a couple weeks ago with Josh. It's so um, his fiduciary EU podcast, which was a lot of fun. And of course, 
Um, I didn't censor myself, which, which, which I don't do, but it was very, uh, enjoyable. And, you know, um, I, I, I think I wrote the article not long after it, right around the same time. Um, and, you know, it's just interesting people commenting how much you love the podcast, how much you love me and whatnot. And again, it really very sobering to understand that it's a very small business, uh, a close knit business, uh, even though it's a national scope. And by understanding that, um, I think, you know, it would certainly help you out in how you act and, you know, with other providers and other clients and whatnot. Um, I think it's an important uh, idea and concept that you should treat the people uh, the way you want to be treated. And, you know, I, I, I brought it up with Josh Itzo's podcast. I said, you know, my number one rule of life is, uh, and I'll curse, don't be the asshole. Um, I, I treat people the way I want to be treated. And for the most part, it works out. And, you know, occasionally it doesn't. Um, I have to say that, uh, you know, in the, in the 11 years that I started my own practice, I could, you know, probably name on less than one hand the people that, you know, I had, you know, a tough time with in the retirement plan business. Um, you know, I, I talked recently about a situation quite repeatedly about a, a TPA uh uh, that I had to dust up with, you know, I, I try to pe I try to treat people on, on a level of respect and, you know, you try as hard to be as pleasant as you can. And with a certain TPA, it, it just, you know, there, there came to a point where it just wasn't working out. I mean, you know, they, um, I just basically said, you know, uh, trying to cheat a, a plan out of $80,000 for something they already billed for and collected money for was, a problem. Um, and I said, you know, uh, I, I, I said it along the lines where, um, I said, you know, we have this, you know, dust up, we have this argument and let the department of labor figure it all out. And of course the TPA flipped out and went ballistic and, and sent in, sent me a copy of a, a grievance letter that they were going to file with the New York state attorney grievance committee. This was back in February. Uh, it was probably the funniest thing I've ever read. And, you know, I've, I've read books by George Carlin and uh, other comedy books and, and whatnot. It was just humorous. And, you know, to this day, I, I don't know if the TPA ever filed it or if the attorney grievance committee just laughed it out. But I think the point of it is even if you're treated poorly, you try to be as pleasant as you can. You know, don't resort to that kind of low level, you know, don't don't roll in the mud with these type of people. Um, you should never let people change who you are and how you treat people. Um, and you need to understand that you can certainly get more with sugar than you get more with vinegar. I believe that uh, in the end, uh, you'll be uh, more successful by being kind than being cruel. Um, I have been in the, you know, business as an attorney for 23 years now, and I will always remember who was kind and who was cruel. And it was interesting. I was talking to, uh, by text, a, a, a guy I love that I, I work with uh, at that certain law firm that I always joke about, Meyer Swazi. And, uh, you know, always discussing old war stories and talked about, you know, there was a chapter in my book about it. And he said it was really brutal, the chapter, but uh, kind of truthful. And you always remember uh, 
the people who were nice to you, and you always remember the people who were not nice. And it goes back to, to the law school as well. Um, you just remember it. And it, it doesn't, you know, it, it's just fascinating sometimes. You just you just think about these things. And like I said, it, it's, it's easier to be kind. Um, it's less effort to be kind than to be cruel. Um, and I re recommend being kind to people. Next, people um, will talk and your reputation is everything. And, and again, this goes back to this TPA that I, I always constantly talk about because I'm, I'm still fascinated by it, especially now when I saw a very respectable plant provider start a, um, a PEP with this TPA. It was very disappointing to see. But, you know, I, as I said, uh, you know, the retirement plan industry is very close-knit and... Uh, your actions will certainly reverberate. If you do great work, people are going to remember you. Your reputation will grow, and you'll get you know you'll get recommended by other plant providers you've never heard of. And a lot of times, I'll get recommend you know I get referrals. Uh, people say, "Oh, I talked to so and so, and they, they they recommended you," and I have no idea who they're talking about. But you know your good work and your good reputation is certainly going to travel fast. But you know on the flip side of it. Your bad work and your bad reputation is going to travel fast as well. And, you know, reputations can take years to build. And I've seen so many plant providers just destroy in an instant. And we're not talking about, you know, the, the Jeff Ritchies and uh, Matt Hutchinson's of the world. We're just talking, you know, TPAs doing shoddy work or advisors, you know, costing their clients money and whatnot. And I'm really amazed a lot of times how plant providers, you know, don't really understand the ramifications of their actions. You know, like I said, that TPA who tried to shake down this plan I worked on, uh, you know, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, uh, people will talk. Um, and I know that people talk about this TPA. I know that, uh, you know, several plan sponsors have reported this TPA to the Department of Labor. Um, I... I don't understand how you could stay asleep at night knowing that you cheat people for a living. I, I can't imagine any cheating any plant sponsor, plant provider, client. You know, cheating is it's not only wrong. People will also talk about you negatively. Um, you know, I, I will say that you'll you'll get calls from financial advisors, and they will. You know, certainly talk about plant providers that have a terrible reputation, and that reputation, unfortunately, reaches coast to coast. Uh, you know, poor reputation is like a stick you really can't get rid of. Uh, always reminds me of somebody in college. She had like an accident in chemistry. I think he poured like ester on himself, and uh, I think he took like seven showers and he couldn't get the stink off. And so somebody said to him, "Well, maybe it wasn't the ester," but. Um, I will say that, you know, you can never get rid of that poor reputation. Um, and uh, that, that poor reputation travels fast by telephone, telegraph, and teleplant provider, which, you know, that's a line I just stole from my buddy Jim Ross. Um, next, game theory and understanding that the ramifications and what other people think. They, you know, I, I learned about game theory, theory to, uh, you know, a, a beautiful mind, uh, Nash, uh, Dr. Nash, won a Nobel Prize for it. 
Game theory is the study of mathematical models of strategic interaction among rational decision makers. For me, in my idea of what game theory is, it's anticipating what the other side will do in any situation. For example, when I dealt with that TPA who tried to shake down this plan for $80,000, I assumed that, you know, rational, I assumed that when I presented them with the fact that I would contact the Department of Labor to get their opinion on it, I assumed that a rational decision maker would fold because in my experience that the last thing a TPA wants to hear is an ERISA attorney uh, trying to refer the matter to the Department of Labor. So this big TPA firm, I, you know, I used game theory. What, what, what is, what are they going to do? Uh, I assumed that they would be rational and fold, but I assumed part of my mind was uh, they're going to call my bluff. And the problem is I'm not a very good poker player because I don't bluff. Um, I either have it or I don't. And uh, I knew that you know there was a possibility that they would not fold and I would have to file a complaint with the Department of Labor. Um, they didn't fold. And I did file a complaint with the Department of Labor. I think they thought I was bluffing. And like I said, I don't bluff, so I, I did file a complaint. And I think when he realized that I did file a complaint, they filed uh, this, like I said, this really inane complaint with the attorney grievance, uh, New York State Attorney Grievance Committee. Uh, feel free for anybody uh, who wants to email me and, and get a copy of it. Uh, that is, uh, if you want a good laugh, uh, it's, it's not, you know, it's not an attorney client, you know, protection, whatnot. It's totally fine for me to reveal it. I, I, you know, I will say in game theory, I do not anticipate that they would try to bully me with this complaint to the attorney grievance committee, some sort of blackmail. Um, you know, I, I just laughed at it. It was just really, really funny. The point really is that you need to understand that every action by you has a reaction and understanding that those reactions might be will help you both in business and life. Um, I, I remember when I worked at Meyer Swazi and, and uh, I didn't have help from the, the partners at the law firm and um, I, I, how was I going to get clients? So I said, you know, let me, let me try to, you know, uh, position my, um, service to being, you know, flat fee as an expenses as a TPA legal department. Uh, but of course, offer an attorney client relationship. And one financial advisor asked me point blank, well, that's great for, you know, my client, but what's in it for me? So, you know, I assume that, you know, helping their client out was, you know, its own work. But I realized that plant providers might want something more. That benefits them. So that's really where I realized that, you know, if I develop materials for financial advisors and TPAs that they, they could use in their own marketing materials, um, that would certainly build relationships. And, you know, that's why you get these articles. And, um, I, it just really helped my business out tremendously over the last, you know, dozen years and whatnot. And, Empathy is really another tool in your bucket. Um, you know, it can help you with the uh, other plant providers, other you know 
uh, with plant sponsors um, and need, needing to understand where other people are, feeling their needs, understanding their situation. And I think that would help you with how you conduct yourself, what happens when you make mistakes. And, uh, you know, it, it just, empathy goes a long way. I don't think empathy can really be taught. You either have it, you don't. But really understand that people have feelings. Uh, people, you know, you have to see things the way, you know, other people may see it as well. Um, next, pick your battles and don't burn your bridges. And yeah, that's probably something I would laugh at because, you know, uh, I have known to burn bridges. Uh, you know, my articles are, are full of a lot of snark, strong opinions, and I do enjoy rubbing my success in my law firm's face. Uh, I try, I pick and choose my battles. I, I don't try to burn bridges. I will have to say that, you know, the bridges that I burned are places that I never intended to travel back. You know, I, uh, I know that, you know, my criticism of my old law firm's 401k plan by the HR director, Pat, cost me the opportunity to help fix that plan years later when there was a problem. Um... You know, it is what it is. But I understood that by burning a bridge, you can never travel back. So that's why I always recommend try not to. You know, I, I know that my strong opinions, you know, probably have kept me from many speaking opportunities and uh, certain referrals. I remember years ago, I, I had a representative from one of the local, uh, one of the local representatives from one of the insurance companies and saw one of my fiduciary warranty articles and said, you know, as a result, I can't refer to business. And I said to him, well, you never referred to the business while I start now. But you do have to realize that, you know, opinions uh, can ruffle people the wrong way. But you still, you know, need to pick and choose your battles. Uh, I don't name the plant providers I've had issue with. Um, it would, you know, it would certainly make me look bad. Uh, and I can't afford uh, to look bad. And, you know, I think that, you know, being in the retirement plan business means, you know, you're very, very busy. Um, and um, I think that, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, issues is you really don't have time to, to start a range war uh, with people. Um, I think that that's, you know, certainly um, an issue um, as well. You just don't have the time for it. Um, just recently, uh, somebody who was well-known in the business, um, for some reason, I, I don't know why, but, you know, had a throwaway line that was attacking a very well-regarded trade organization in the retirement plan business. The problem that I saw with it is the knock against this trade organization uh, really... Um, had no connection to the article, really. Uh, it was just a throwaway line, and, uh, you know, it's not something I would have done. Uh, a trade organization is not a union. Uh, I think people need to realize that. Uh, it's a trade organization. It's supported by, you know, a, a retirement plan industry trade organization is supported by uh, plant providers, both large and small, probably mainly by large, 
people with big pocketbooks. Um, so, you know, a trading organization isn't going to take any position that's going to tick off uh, plan providers that support them. It's just not good business sense. Um, I think the point that I want to take is that the nature of the term plan business is that a plan provider that's on the opposing side may be an ally uh, later down the line. Last but not least, um, I've talked about it a lot. Relationships take time. I, I think my biggest pet peeve of being uh, out there on social media is when you connect with someone and you get that LinkedIn message and all they're really interested in is making a quick sale. Uh, I think it's more annoying to me when that new connection is a financial advisor. You know, if it's a real estate broker, I don't mind it. Uh, because you know I don't, I don't do real estate, but you know when I when I when my business is helping financial advisors out, there's nothing worse than the financial advisor that wants to manage my money. As you know, somebody who works with financial advisors from coast to coast, I got many as clients. Who do you think I'm going to hire as a financial advisor? People, is it the folks that I've known for you know last ten years? Or is it somebody who just messaged me through LinkedIn that I barely know? Uh, that's a rhetorical question. Any good relationship in the retirement plan business takes time. And while another plan provider may not refer you now, they may make a referral you to later. Uh, a few years back, I developed a relationship with an advisor. I helped them out for about five years before they ever referred me a matter back. Um, I'm just patient that way. Very rarely, uh, very rarely has uh, helping a plan provider has been a waste of time. Relationships require trust, and trust does take time. That is what those people on LinkedIn never get. Anything worthwhile in time takes time. Whether it's collecting assets for a pooled employer plan or getting referrals from another plan provider, um, it's just you know it, it's like having a garden. You know, it takes time, uh, takes patience. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, and I, I think that plant providers need to understand that it takes time, and you can't go swinging for the fences. You got to make contact, and you know, understand it's a, a long haul uh, rather than a short term thing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of 401k podcast, uh, and tune in uh, for next week, uh, next week's episode. I hope you're there, as well as going to that 401k site.com for further information on all our live events. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye.